We're the talk of the Internet. The reason it's so popular because it makes the user feel so good. This is TalkZone.com. You are entering an intriguing journey with spiritual lifestyle experts Keith and Charmé Amber, where you'll end up more at home with yourself, your behavior, and your understanding of life. Mastering Ourselves offers sound answers to life's tough questions so that life can make more sense to you and healthy directions become clearer. Keith and Charmé bring you over 80 years of seasoned experience. They pursue truth and insights that are neither left nor right, but spiritually sound and centered and can be used as a spiritual compass to help you on your path. Welcome to Mastering Ourselves. I read an article uh, yesterday that I started reading to Keith because I thought it was so interesting, and he just immediately started jotting down notes, and it turned into a show that we really like. And basically what we're looking at is the core essence of the difference between a conservative and a liberal and how each not only views life but responds to life. And it's very interesting when you start looking at it from this perspective. I know that I used to be a liberal in my younger days, and as I grow older, I get more and more conservative. And after I read this and I and I thought about uh, how I used to behave and see, perceive things and respond to things, uh, I really see how I've shifted from the liberal side to the conservative side. Just step by step. Yeah, and having lived on both sides so clearly, I really get it. So, you know, um, in raising kids, we've studied this for a long time. I've had many children of my own, counseled many people about their children and children themselves over the years, lots of years. So when you're raising children and you raise them liberally, you're more like you let them loose, you let them sort of raise themselves, and you're, you know, you just sort of pals and let things run along. You know, being somewhat easy and laid back is good as long as you have the strong parental boundaries that actually help shape the child to uh, where they're going to go in their life. I know that if... You know, how a person is raised, how a child is raised consistently, day in, day out, is largely, has a lot to do with where they go in life. And so liberals are looser in raising, you know, you can be loving and loose and whatever, but conservatives, you know, they're there for the kids, they're responsible, and, you know, ultra-conservative would either be, you know, to put them in some other school or whatever or on their case all the time. I'm talking about balanced conservative. Conservative, another word for conservative is simply responsible, problem solver responsible. So you're there for the kids, you take care of things, and you, you are with them all through their ages, uh, making sure things are going as good as they can. And... Uh, you're able to uh, comfortably say no out of your wisdom and care for them so that they learn the proper no's in life. <clears throat> Did you know that no's are just as important as yeses? And we're in a day and age now where many, many, many of the new thinking and new people are going, uh, you know, yeses are the big deal. Yes, this, yes, permissiveness, oh, don't be too uh, uptight about this. And it goes into, uh, you know, criminals, you know, 
this person just mass murdered a bunch of people. Well, no, don't be too hard on him. His father spanked him bad. You know, so we, we're too lenient. We're, we're too liberal. We don't have the structure of the right principles and boundaries uh, guiding us. So, you know, that's with kids. I didn't even think we were going to put that in here, but that was right in the last minute. So maybe you would understand what we're going to get into with this adult, conservative, and liberal attitudes. I heard an interview once a long time ago with Anthony uh, uh, Hopkins. And uh, the, uh, the interviewer asked him, um, what's your favorite word? And his response was, no. And she kind of looked at him weird and he said, it took me years to learn how to say no. I just, you know, it was like not okay. I was brought up that it was not okay to say no, and I've learned how to do it, and now I love it. I love my ability to say no, and I think it's really true. You know, no is a valid answer, and people think, oh, I don't want to be, you know, rude or not nice, <laughs> and in the meantime, they get run all over. You know, I knew this lady uh, when I was in my 30s, and I was amazed at her. Um you know, everyone's going along, being influenced by one another, talking things out. And she would simply say, no, I don't feel like it. She didn't have to have an excuse or anything else. And, you know, you know that uh, just sort of uh, rattled me a little bit. I go, wow, how easy. And you don't have to have an excuse. And she did that all the time, and she was good at it. And I learned to do it right there. And it was very freeing to me, the ability to say no just by going, well, no, it doesn't, you know, doesn't register, not right now, I don't think so, I don't feel like it, and, you know, not be hung up on, I hope I didn't hurt their feelings. You know, I was going to a counselor a number of years ago when I was being, when I was very, very irresponsible with money, it was terrible, this was probably 25 years ago, and, you know, he wanted to know when I was going to pay my bill, and, God, I didn't have any money, and, you know, and he was the one that said, give me yes, give me no, but don't give me a maybe. Because maybe, of course, he's like holding out hoping. But a no, you know, and I didn't want to say no because it was the wrong answer. I was supposed to say yes, but I didn't have the money to pay. Yeah. But he said... If you've got it, say yes. If you don't have it, say no. At least then I know and I'll move on and I'll go, you know, somewhere else to get, you know, money because <laughs> he needed money. Yeah. And it was right there that I learned how to say, no, I don't have the money. He said, thank you. Thank you mm -hmm. for being straight with me. Yeah. Get things moving. Just, yes, you know, yes is valid, no is valid, but let's dump the maybes and be okay with no. Tell the truth. So conservatives are more meritologists. Meritological, which is by merit. You know, you, you get things, you want a house, you earn a house and you get it built and you have a house. You don't just go squawk, squawk, somebody should give me a house. You get a house and you get a better house because you worked harder for the better house. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts with sound answers to life's tough questions, Monday through Saturday, 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 p.m. Eastern, right here on CRN. If you'd like to call in with a question and get a reading on it, 1-800-336-2225. So we're talking today about the, the core essence of who liberals are versus conservatives. And take a look at yourself and see if, you know, which of the two camps you live in 
and if that is where you want to stay. So another conservative trait is responsible and hardworking. Another one is, and this is part of what Charmé was reading to me, but you know, you notice this, people who are on top of their lives and making life bloom where they're at, taking care of their kids and every, all their responsibilities, they seem to be much happier, and the polls say they're, they're a lot happier. Yes, that's what the polls said. People who are conservative tend to take a look at what is, accept it how it is, and figure out how to work with it as it is, mm -hmm. and are happier because they're in motion dealing with what is as best as possible. People that are liberals tend to look at what is, they don't like it, they want it to be a different way, they complain, they, you know, they try to, you know, they get act, they become activists, but they don't do the bottom line mm -hmm. going into a productive way to do something to change it. It's more of like complaining rather than productive action. You're right. And last one I have for conservatives, and of course there's a lot more, but this is uh, the, what just came to us today. <clears throat> Solvers of problems. Got a problem, let's tackle it. You know, don't pass the buck or whatever. We've got a problem, we're going to take care of it, even if we have to bust our hump to get it right. It's sort of like, you know, you go, well, if this problem is on my platter, I guess it's supposed to be, versus... This problem is in my platter. I don't like it, so I'm going to try to visualize something else. Right. <laughs> so liberals, <clears throat> all should be equal and have equal privileges. Except for the problem with that theory is it doesn't, it doesn't wrap its arms around the notion of karma. You know, if we were supposed to have a planet of all equals, we would have a planet of all equals. We're not supposed to have a planet of all equals because we don't have one. Right. So now what do we do with the fact that there's inequities? Yeah, basically, if you don't like the situation you're in, you work it out. But the liberal thing is, you know, somebody make it so we all have all the privileges we want, you know, and, and nobody has more than me. That's basically what, what the liberal point of view is. Another liberal point of view... And, uh, you know, liberal is like too loose. Ultra-conservative is too tight. I say conservative is, you know, the wholesome center middle ground. You know, I sometimes wonder if people should flow in each particular situation, assess each situation and discern in that moment which is the appropriate approach instead of being owned by being either a liberal or a conservative. Right on. <clears throat> you know... One good thing about liberal is flowing, and you're you're likely to have more psychics in being liberal because they'll flow more, although they might not be grounded and realistic enough, but they might be more sensitive, uh, you know, and that could that could be good or bad. Uh, another one for liberals is we are all entitled uh, to the free ride. Another one is somebody else should be fixing my problems. Boy, I'll tell you, if that didn't scream out of New Orleans after Katrina... Wasn't that sick? Oh, my goodness. Mm. All the people there that are just screaming, why aren't you helping us? You know, instead of, you know, first of all, getting out of there, you know, before it hit, they were certainly warned. They Second, were warned and they didn't take care of themselves. Secondly, uh, getting into a proactive, somehow coming together to figure out solutions. You know, it was just a perfect hotbed of liberal people 
who feel sorry for themselves want people to feel sorry for themselves. Pass the buck. Yes. Don't deal with the problems. That was a liberal hotbed so far off balance that nature had to come take care of the problem. So there's blame, blame, complain, complain, gripe about, but do little about change. Blame, blame, complain, complain, gripe about it, but do little about change. Then there's another attitude with liberals. Hang loose, it'll take care of itself. Just, you know, give it time, it'll take care of itself. Don't you wish. And, <laughs> you know, there's a balance between jumping on it and, and following a flow and being loose. You know, so you need sort of a balance between those. But liberal tends to usually, you know, doesn't really want to get its fingernails dirty or anything. So... You know, Obama did a beautiful thing, um, very smart and very dumb. You know, I, I think it's dumb of America, but it's very smart what he did in sizing this up. Congress, 10% approval. President, 30% approval. We're going to go for our big platform is change. Change, blather, blather, blather. Change, change, blather. You know, smart thing because nobody's happy with what's going on. But you have a man who has done very little spearheading of virtually no change. He's done some with his church, Reverend Wright's church, some with there, nothing world class, uh, anywhere close to a Congress level. He's virtually a toddler in the Congress, just a, a beginner there, very low seniority with very little power. So, you know, he hasn't done much of anything. When I tuned into him, and for over a year it's been, I see this smart brain, I see this eloquent mouth, uh, and I see no legs. Like he doesn't have experience or groundedness, but he knows how to sway people. And by golly, if he was touting that the world is flat, you'd have a good portion of the people these days saying the world's flat. You know, I'm convinced. You're listening to Mastering Ourselves with Keith and Charmaine Amber, your spiritual lifestyle experts helping humanity wake up one show at a time. If you would like to call in, we're at 1-800-336-2225. Do we have more on this when we a come back? A bit more. We have a little bit more on conservative versus liberal. Stay with us. We'll be right back. <laughs> 